0: So he, your your system there was one, first of all, it's not a count up, it's a count down So you were going one, two, and then I was supposed to know to press the button on three, was that the
1: Yeah, isn't that rather obvious? <laughs>
0: it was quite obvious by the way you went three really loudly But anyway, so it's 62, right? Yes Your age Your age in three years Okay So um, When are you When are you 50 again?
1: I'm 50 in March
0: August for me It's
1: freaking soon man I'm
0: Trying to plan a trip Might go to the Scottish Islands
1: I uh, I win I will be in uh, Yogyakarta I had to shift my trip to March So you're going to celebrate Your 50th on your own? That's oh, your very on brand Of course Are you kidding? I did my 40th on my own Okay Call with my family Um <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's i mean proof positive if we ever needed it that your family do not listen to this podcast <laughs> um right okay so um so it's 62 all right okay are we good to go
1: yes i am recording uh yep we're all set
0: okay <clears throat> Okay, welcome everyone to episode 62 of the Tokyo Jazz Joints podcast, and this is our last, and it's been a while, so let me get this right. This is the final part of a three-day trip. No, wait a minute, that was a different place, wasn't it? We're not even up in, we're not even in Kansai oh, man, anymore. I knew we
1: were going to crash when that pause happened, Jesus. This is the this is, uh, so final <laughs> Okay, hang on.
0: Let me let me rewind. Let me <laughs> rewind. Okay, okay. <laughs> oh, oh no! Right here we go. Yes. Okay, welcome everyone to ep- <laughs> stop laughing. Right, welcome everyone to episode sixty-two of the Tokyo Jazz Joints podcast, and we are still in Kochi, and where we left you last time was a place called Accent. <laughs> What's an accent. What was it called?
1: Oh, man. <laughs> Where was the last place we went, 61? Okay, the last place was not in Kochi. The last place was in Shikoku Island, but you were on your way to Kochi. The last place <laughs> oh, <yeah>. was Maniana.
0: <laughs> okay, Maniana. And it is now Maniana, and we are in Kochi. Kochi is a city that I had never been to, and... By all accounts, it's not a place that even tourists make it to. In fact, I think I was chatting with someone in one of the places. Um, it might have even been a Maniana, one of the customers, but saying how with Kochi, because it's so far down in the south of uh, Shikoku that often, you know, it kind of gets left off the tourist trail. So even for domestic tourists, you know, if they're coming around a bus tours or any of that kind of stuff, um, it, it, it maybe just doesn't, uh, you know, doesn't make it onto the itinerary. But I have to say... Um, I quite liked it. Uh, sort of, yeah. almost, kind of like a bit of a tropical oh, vibe, right? Abs- sort of palm trees and stuff.
1: Absolutely, yeah. I mean, co- it's funny you say that because it definitely feels that that kind of sleepier. City quite far away, feeling from the rest of Japan, but that that sort of belies its uh, its historic importance because Kochi was the center of of basically the Tosa domain, which is uh, this is pre modern Japan when it was divided up into a lot of different you know sort of fiefdoms and and um, at the time it was one of the three most powerful and uh, and then when you get to Kochi, Philip, I'm sure you remember, as soon as you get to the the train station, you will see everything from souvenirs to sake to you know magnets and t-shirts or whatever is the uh, face and figure of the great Sakamoto Ryoma who is who is one of the great Japanese historic figures of the time um, one of the key figures in modernizing Japan as they switched from the, the Tokugawa shogunate to the modern era, um, so he's everywhere in the city, and, and he's the kind of person that every every person in Japan knows about because they've seen dozens of TV shows about him. And so I was quite excited because I'd watched one of those you know historical dramas way back in the day uh, to get down there and to sort of see for myself well, what you know what is Kochi like now. Um, and you know of course yeah the two things you already mentioned one very sleepy number two those in gigantic palm trees that line the whole main drag do you remember like i don't know if you walked from the station or took a cab i took a taxi because i was short on time and um i immediately you know noticed it and said something to the taxi driver (laughs) and what she told me she was like you know i'll tell you a secret um those are really famous as a landmark of the city but they're pretty new they don't grow here naturally And I was like, oh, okay. I don't think that's probably a secret, but uh, (laughs) I would imagine everybody knows that. But it is still quite atmospheric and beautiful. And um, most important for your purposes, Philip, um, Kochi is known as the prefecture in Japan with the largest consumption of alcohol in the entire country, which would probably make it one of the largest consumption locations in the entire planet, knowing Japan. Um, Did you notice walking around just how many little drinking dens there were everywhere? Uh, yeah, I did actually, and I was I was going to say there. Um, I mean, for, thanks also for the for the
0: history lecture, professor. But um, uh, you know, <laughs> I did yawn actually during it, but I don't think it was directly related to to, to the facts. Um, you know, like there's a lot of it felt really nightlifey to me. You know, like I, almost. I mean, Shinjuku has in some ways been cleaned up and whatnot, but. Um, you know, it, it just felt really kind of gritty and very much like a nightlife kind of city. Um, certainly around where I was staying and where the first place that, that we're going to talk about is located, it was really like there was just so many places and like bars and like you say, you know, and little uh, snack and restaurants to drink in. And, and so I'm not surprised to hear that. And actually, it links perfectly to the first place that we're going to talk about, which is... Possibly the third, if not the fourth Mokuba. I think the third that we've talked about. But um, this place, James. Yes. third, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, this place went straight into my top five because it was just like, I mean, first of all, and, and Ken, this is rare because, you know, we're often sometimes, particularly in the further flung parts of Japan, we're on a bit of a schedule. But actually, I went to this place twice, once in the daytime and once in the evening. And the amazing thing about it was that, you know, once you're inside, you can't really tell the difference. But uh, <laughs> we got to this place like early afternoon mm-hmm. and it was jumping. There was people in there. There was an old guy. He was well gone, smoking like a chimney. Uh, the music was playing, and I mean, how do you describe Mukaba? I mean, first of all, you know, the, the the shop front itself is no more than like three meters wide, so it's a, it's already mm. a very narrow space. Mm. And then uh, well, also, when you go you know, it's, in,
1: it's, remember, it's like so. So you know, we're setting the scene in in, in Kochi. You've got all of these different lanes. Of drinking dens, of sake dens, of all different kinds of varieties, from izakaya to standing bars. Some of them have been modernized or whatever, you know, to make a new wine bar. But but uh, Monkuba is is on even a side side alley, which is, as you said, really narrow. But yet there's still four shops on this little alleyway. So I almost I almost missed the sign. You know, I had to look because it's it's around a couple, couple of other different shops that are right next to it. And the entryway is one of the, I mean, it's so narrow because the, the little booth with the register and where the records are, don't if you remember, it's, it's literally right next to the entrance, you know, so when you come in. Only one person can kind of fit in, and I'm I'm interested though that you said that it was packed because I, when I went, um, and it was on a, a Saturday afternoon, uh, it was just me and uh, a kind of a middle aged couple who seemed to be regulars. The way that they were talking to to the owner, um, but other than that, it was empty. That this could be because this was still during the kind of COVID days, you know, in 2021.
0: Well, there was a there was a cracking poster, um, which I I can't wait to. I mean let's book two this photo will definitely be going in there there's an absolutely cracking photo i don't know if it was up when you were there but like a covid information poster that they
1: yes i had i had a picture of that yeah what a great what
0: a great i'll put that you'll see that on the instagram if you're if you're looking at the (laughs) photos as you listen along but i mean it was was just brilliant but yeah like it, it it was i mean okay there's there's literally like maybe eight places to sit anyway, eight or nine chairs anyway. Um, but you, you, what you got the sense was that, you know, whether you were there with other people, whether the people that were there when we came in were together or not, it was impossible to tell because it's this sort of place that as soon as you sit down, like unlike Tokyo, for example, people will be chatting to you and wanting to know who you are, what you're doing, or just mm. like having the crack, you know. And it, it, it's it's just, it was such a friendly uh, like familiar place. Like people were, they were just so lovely. Um, And, and I just, I, everything about it, like the, 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 the fonts, the, the atmosphere, yeah. the size, the age, like just everything about the place. I was like, this is a, I mean, well, I don't, it's just did, amazing.
1: You must've must noticed that, uh, well, yeah, you mentioned friendly. Cause I have, I have in my notes here, I have um, extremely friendly lady manager I, I it's unclear whether she was the current owner or not I think she was running it but she's not the original owner um, um I can I can solve that mystery
0: for it, you because we we, we kind of got chatting because I eventually I was like uh, okay. can I can I, you know take some photos and whatnot this was the I think this was the first time I think it was the the afternoon session or it may have even been the evening but either way we got chatting because I was trying to take um a picture of the like you said the the booth where the, they sort of drinks and the till is, but it's quite hard because you can't actually get on the same level as it. it's so narrow. So there's there's a there's a flight of stairs as soon as you come in the door that go up to a second floor, which I'll talk about in a minute. But so so you've got to kind of stand on those stairs to even get an opportunity to kind of take the, the till area. And then of course you, you kind of see her but you can't quite see her. So we we got chatting and she said actually the master who started had died in his fifties. And then his sister actually took over before and then um, before she died, the current mama san, whose name is Rika, Rika Yoshikawa, she said, um, she took it over in, in 2007 and she was actually a customer mm-hmm. and her husband, who's also a jazz drummer, and I'm going to get his name in a moment because he gave me a book of his illustrations. He also does illustrations, of course, but some of which are up in the in the in the bar. Um, uh he had been coming there since high school, which you can totally believe because actually, I think she said it's been open for 60 years. So...
1: Yes, like, well, 1963. Yeah. It's the oldest uh, remaining jazz keys in, in, in
0: the whole island of Chicago. It's unbelievable. It's just unbelievable. I mean, this place, I just, I like, it's just, it, you know, it's amazing because you you can't... And someone asked me a question this morning, you know, uh, about, you know, uh, are these places always unique? and dah, 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 And it's like... You know, I was thinking about it, like we no matter where we go or how many places you go to and genuinely mean this, you never are like, yep, yeah, seen it all now because like there's always <laughs> something, right? And the fact that you know a hundred and eighty or ninety or whatever it is in in terms of photographing these places to still be able to go to somewhere like this and just be completely blown away was just like such an well, amazing you know, experience. Phil,
1: I've often, I've often wondered about that. Is it... I think it is. I mean, I agree with you, but is it because of who we are and what we're doing? Because I know that other people who've been to quite a few, clearly not as many as you and I have, right? But they've said, they're like, oh, that place was nice. Oh, wait, no, that was the other place. I get them confused because they're all the same. And I'm like, oh, you know, I understand what you're saying. Some of them do blend into each other. But I think I think the fact that we've gone to so many is that I, I almost feel like when we go in, my eye is so finely attuned to everything that I'm looking for. It's like, where are the records? How are they arranged? How, what kind of speakers? Where are they put in? What's what's the vibe? What's the prime music listening seat? You know what I mean? What kind of glasses do they serve their beer in? I'm, I'm kind of like really narrowing in on all these really komakai, like fine details. So that's... That to me, I can then start to really distinguish between them because I remember all these little things like, oh, yeah, that place had the little like, uh, you know, beer mat with the jazz photos on it, you know, or, or that place had like the birdcage hanging up in the corner that was covered in dust webs, you know. So, I, I yeah, think but I mean, so, we've been to so many we can remember that. Yeah, but I I mean, I think there are types,
0: right? So like you're saying about blending, and so there there are definitely types we'd say, and we often say, oh, it's a bit like that one, or it's a bit like that one. So there's definitely types and styles of places for sure, right? So it's not like they're all completely and utterly. And and of course, like as we've talked about many times, there are, are common features. But I think, you know, yes, okay, maybe it's, you know... Uh, part of it is also the experience, right? It's like the reception you get, it's the stories mm. that you hear, it's the people you mm, meet. But mm, but mm. E- either way, like even there, stripping all that aside, you know, to me, this is just in that category of like the whole space and everything is totally unique because the incredible thing is as well then, not only is there this space downstairs, unbelievably, there is like a full performance space upstairs. Now she took me up and there's some incredible like graphics and a and a whole menu up there and a full stage and you know it's all kind of lit with these red lights and she said to me, "Oh yeah, you know sometimes, you know we, we see about I think it was 30 up here." And I was thinking there's 30 people up there yeah, I, crammed I, I, that, into that space and a gig happening and she
1: very aggressive.
0: Yes. And she actually said, she said, "Look, you know, I, I I don't she said, no one, no one will sit downstairs when there's a gig upstairs because they're worried that the floor will come through. And you just think, like this building has been built like sixty years ago. It's like, how is it even yeah. standing like if there's a gig up there and and all those people watching." But yet, you know, this place still exists, and it's just
1: oh incredible. I mean, incredible. it's it's well, one forgot, of my favorites Philip, that I've ever Philip, been. Philip, you forgot as well up on the second floor, and I've I've got a couple of pictures as well here. Was they have these remarkably beautifully blown up uh, photos of live jazz performances in Japan. Um, there's one of Coltrane. There's a Miles, but there's also what uh, I can't quite make out who that is, but I think it's Gary Bartz. Even and then um, one of my favorites is just a. a Beautiful, beautiful photograph of Kenny Burrell playing guitar. Um, and these are all big black and white prints hanging around the walls of this sort of second floor space, you know, um, amidst the red lighting. So it's just it's just so gorgeous and atmospheric. And um, yeah, when she when she took me up there again, this was in 2021, so you know things were were pretty quiet still with COVID. And uh, so she said that well, you know, we don't we're not doing any at the moment. But even before uh, the pandemic hit, it was really only occasionally these days because there's just not so many. Uh, musicians around in Kochi anymore, and it's a bit far to get to. So that kind of made me pretty sad. Um, but then at the same time, when I was going back downstairs to finish up the coffee, um, you must have noticed that there's this gigantic, like uh, it's not a bookshelf, but it was it was sort of like the kind of thing you see in a library where you you can browse through the mag, the recent magazines and newspapers. Uh, yeah, so yeah. They had, so many of the you know so i was like oh great this is where you can you know uh check out the latest edition of you know jazz is or whatever magazine but but then once you get past like the the first two which are very recent like immediately it jumped back to like 1981 (laughs) and i was thinking surely surely there's very few people who are going to want to read a 40 year old jazz magazine i being one of them because i immediately picked it up to look in and see what was in there but Um, I I just thought that that was really cute. And I also have in my notes, two big smiley faces. One is, uh, in quotation marks, uh, sorry, we don't have a menu. (laughs) What would you like? And the other was on my way out. And this was a bright sunny day in the summer. For some reason, uh, I I stopped to look at, there was one of those canisters of uh, where you put the umbrellas, you know, and there was like, there were seven leftover umbrellas there that I guess people had left over time and so she just looked at me she's like oh would you like an umbrella <laughs> i was like Maybe. um no i think i'm okay considering it's about 120 degrees in the sunshine out here i don't think i need to take one but uh i just thought like you said she was really really friendly um she did ta- talk to me a bit about uh as well though you know Like we've seen all around Japan, you know, uh, the population's aging um, and the, the young people haven't really discovered. I mean, Mokuba is we've we've seen in other Kisa where they have acquired a younger clientele, people who are interested in the world, you know, maybe they're musicians or they're people who just discovered jazz through their parents' collections. And, and they've realized that, oh, okay, you know, you don't have to be 65-year-old old dude to go to a jazz kisa. But I think maybe in a regional city like Kochi, um, a lot of the young people are leaving anyway to go to the bigger cities, you know, and um, they're just not replenishing that customer pool. So so that kind of made me a bit sad. I, I would hope that because it is historic and, and everyone I'd ask about when, when I was traveling in Shikoku, um it was the first place they mentioned because you know not only again it's the oldest, it's got the history, but because of that live space, I mean, they had people like Takiko Honda playing there, you know, in in the seventies, which is just incredible to think that you'd fly down from Tokyo for gigs. These are like Japanese jazz giants, you know. So um all in all, I mean it's it's yeah, just an absolutely Beautiful, beautiful spot, and uh, I'm hoping that I can make it back to Kochi someday. Um, I don't know when. Uh, it is a bit of a trek to, unless you're flying direct from Tokyo. Now you drove there, is that right? You were driving around Shikoku.
0: Yeah, I drove. I I, I drove on Shiko, on Shikoku. Yeah, so it wasn't it wasn't actually too bad. I mean, I'm sorry. I'm just looking at some of the pictures too while you're talking, and and I mean. Talking about the, the gigs, for example, I mean, they've got up there April and May and they've got seven gigs like they've got one. Or sorry, they've got six gigs. So they've got one. Basically, they've got three a month um, going on. You Also, the other thing I forgot is that the whole back wall of the downstairs space is made from these kind of square wooden blocks. That, that, that are kind of recessed into the wall, and they come out, and then, you know, loads of people have signed, you sign, like, the end of a wooden block and stuff mm-hmm. like that as well, so it's just, everything about it's just so unique, you know, I must, and I need to go and check the name of the husband, because um, I think it was Ikeda was his name, um... But I will double check that um, because he did very kindly give me like a little book of of illustrations that oh, he nice. did. And you can see one or two of them up in the place. I think there's one of Chet Baker that I, they're not, um, they're not illustrations. They're like um, collages. So he kind of like cuts out bits of paper and like puts them together. Um, and they're really cool. And um, yeah, it was just, I mean, it was just lovely. And so I sort of photographed in the afternoon, went and checked into the hotel and then just couldn't resist it. So like we went back <laughs> for um some drinks, I think after dinner, just before they were closing. And then they recommended um sending us uh they recommended a, a restaurant that they were friends with. So, you know, we did the whole, oh, you know, Mukaba no mamasan sent us and oh, uh perfect, you know perfect, perfect. Yeah. Got a couple of little Sabis items on the on nice. the menu. So that was really, really nice. But when we left Mokaba in between that and, and the evening at dinner, um, I went to another place that, again, they had said, well, look, you've got to go and see this place because actually the owners of it are over, uh, were over here last night drinking. So it turns out that they were kind of friends. Now, this is a place, I think, that you haven't come across called Debbie, right?
1: Yes, that's that's right. I did not get to go there because, um, yeah, my trip in, in Kochi was literally about three hours. Right. Well,
0: I mean... Again, we, you know we're talking about types. I suppose we're sort of contradicting ourselves here because this place could not be more different from Muqba. I mean, it is in a very new um kind of house. Like built almost like looks like it's been purpose built for for the thing. It, it, anyone who's lived in Japan or stayed in Japan for any time will recognize it very much as like a, a kind of a modest Japanese house. You know, there's a big room, there's a kitchen, there's a bathroom, uh, a little upstairs with, is, with is somewhere De- to sleep.
1: Is Debbie the wooden one, the one with all the wood? What do you mean all the wood? All the wood, like the wooden floor. The sort wood, of wood panelling? Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. okay, okay. Yeah, no, I know what you mean, but I didn't, yes, that's right. I did not get to go there. Yes, because I remember, I remember looking well, at a picture, but I didn't get to go there. I didn't recall it being in a house though. Okay, but that makes more sense Yeah, now. Yeah. Oh, it's very much like in, well, I mean, it looks to me, I
0: mean, it, to all intents and purposes, it's just a basic, it's just basically a house that's been turned into a to a a jazz key set. It says mm. Jazz and Drinks, Debbie. Now, they don't open late. And um, when we went over, um, I think um, there was nobody else there, I think. Or there might have been someone finishing up. So you go in, it's quite intense. And it, there's that kind of feeling, like, as you say, there's there's a beautiful sound system uh, it's all kind of wood paneling. Uh, you've got a load of CDs and records on your right hand side, and then there's this hatch where, which is like the kitchen space. Like if you're in a, if you're, if it was using it as a home, it would be where you're doing all the cooking and mm. you know passing, passing food through to to put on the table or whatever. And um, you know, very quiet, very mellow. Again, you know, you're sort of turning up, and people are like, "Oh, okay, uh, who are you?" So eventually, we got chatting to to the owner. And I mean, what a gentleman, just absolutely uh, lovely guy. And so he kind of gave us a bit of information. um, And it was one of, there was a slight kind of like melancholy to me about the place because it was so different from from Mokuba. You know, it had nice tables. There were sort of like tablecloths and Mm. it felt quite domestic. But basically the guy had been a salaryman as as we know many owners originally were, you know, working some com- com- company, probably didn't really uh, like it, was just kind of waiting for the end of, of the job to to retire, get a pension or whatever. So it had been open for five and a half years, but actually his, his and this was beautiful, his wife opened it for a bit um, while he was kind of transitioning or, you know, retiring through that process for whatever reason she opened it and ran it for him and the reason he called it Debbie was obviously from the Bill Evans album but uh, he wanted to give it a woman's name and uh, part of that was the reason what was was because he wanted to kind of pay tribute to his wife opening it for him in advance which I just thought was like beautiful you know but Mm -hmm. he'd been in university in Tokyo as so many people had right he'd been going to Jazz Kisa since he was in high school went to university in Tokyo obviously went to a lot of places loved jazz loved records and he thought, right. Well, this is how I'm gonna, you know, play out my retirement. I'm gonna open this place. Um, I'm going to spend my days here with my wife, or not. Uh, and uh, you know, they they knock out some nice drinks, coffee, snacks, and it's just a beautiful space. And again, we're not, uh, as we say many times, we're not audio uh, people in that sense,
1: not um, at all. So
0: I'm not gonna, <laughs> I'm not gonna embarrass myself. But he has, he has those um, beautiful. Let me find the picture. He has this beautiful kind of um I think they're to do with acoustics. You know these kind of like um, long wooden poles. You know, yes, like yes,
1: yes, yes, yes. I, I I know what you mean. Um, uh, because those are the ones that we've seen a couple of different places. Um, I think the most memorable was Jazz well, Candy. That's that's right. Yeah, they're the, it's the it's the um the bamboo poles that you know that were made uh by Onkyo Engineering here because they they did a lot of the uh, testing to to realize that it that it, that it's uh, it's good for the sound so we've seen that in a bunch of different places but most memorably Candy because he's got the really tall ones right next to the speakers they're yeah. really and expensive by j- the way Philip they, they're like really oh, they're not cheap, really right? expensive they, you, get, you get the sense
0: that nothing in there is cheap and he has these beautiful JBL speakers as well and the sound was absolutely I mean it was just absolutely gorgeous and um, then he, he spotted because I'd been to a record shop on the way so he was like oh you know what did you buy uh, and um so he was like, well, you know, let's put it on. Oh, and I was like, fantastic. oh, God, yes. you know, the, pr- the pressure, right? But anyway, <laughs> luckily for me, I had actually bought um, the Yellow Carcass in the Blue album. So it was Kosuke Mine and Kimiko Kasai on, oh, on, on, right. on Three Blind Mice. So I, I didn't look like a complete idiot, right? I was. He was like, <laughs> okay, so you have some kind of taste, right? So And of course, he had the album, but he played mine. And we just sat there in silence and just listened to this beautiful beautiful track and it was and then he he went and got a little bit more uh, three blind mice is it tsuyoshi yamamoto is that the uh, the one i'm thinking of where he, he plays misty is that the album
1: i is that on the, the one of those ones on the trio label but i you know what we need to uh, we need to talk to our very good friends uh uh mike and tony about that because i I cannot keep track of my J jazz.
0: Well, it, it was one of those moments, though, where he kind of... Yeah, well, it's Tsuyoshi Yamamoto. It's um, Tsuyoshi Yamamoto Trio album. Mm. Uh, it's called Misty, Is the full album. And it was one of those, again, moments where you really get... Like, it's t- completely silent in there. You've got this beautiful sound system, really nice acoustics. And he started to talk, you know, he was like, I mean, just listen to that piano. And you're, you you kind of... It, it challenges you, like, to listen in a different way. And he's like... Mm you know, when he recorded that, the mic was right inside the piano. Oh. And like, he's like, you can hear that. You can hear that. And and you're like, I can hear that. I can hear that, you know? And it's just one of those like moments where sort of like the, the, the film is lifted from your eyes, you know, you're like, or ears in this case. And you're like, oh my God, this is amazing, you know? And unfortunately I hadn't bought, the, I'd seen this also seen that album on in the same record shop and it'd been a bit more pricey and of course i was like ah i wish i'd bought it on the way here you know but um anyway so like again just one of those places you know totally different in character from mokuba probably no less no more than 10 minutes walk away hmm. and yet just completely different experience and a beautiful uh way to kind of end the whole trip um In Kansai and Shikoku, you know, that was the last place I got to, um, apart from nipping back to Mokuba for a drink, and then obviously, you know, headed back up uh, towards Tokyo to see you um, and see some friends, you know, the next day. And, like, it was just a really, really nice and kind of intimate way to to finish up the trip. And if you're back in Kochi... But We've you gotta know, get to Debbie.
1: There, there's you know, it's it's funny because you know, we were talking on the last episode about how um, you know, I'd only been to Shikoku briefly twice, and I think this was your first visit there. Um now, yep. sadly, a couple of really old uh jazz spots you know on the island have closed in the last couple of years. Um, quite a famous place called Altec uh closed. I think it was a couple of years before covid hit so it's like maybe in the early 2010s um and then a couple places in uh in ehime where you also went matsuyama we talked about there uh have closed recently but there's still a few more to to visit so i think i think we may need to do a return trip to shikoku even in the just in kochi city um philip i don't know if you if you remember this there's a place called pete uh but it's p-e-a-t uh, which I believe would be the spelling of like whiskey peat, if I'm not yeah. correct, right? Um, whiskey Pete. And, that's what and, they call uh, me. That's, that, not, not only does that look like a classic little Kisa, but they, they, you know, when you go on the Google Maps and you look at the pictures, but they've got probably 30 pictures of food and only about 10 of records, uh, including quite a lot of curry dishes. So I think you'd be right at home there. Um, oh, but, but we missed Talking out on Jazz Jas- <laughs> Jas- Coffee Pete. We missed out on, and then um, a great-looking place, in tokushima prefecture which is in between uh kagawa and kochi where we've been talking about you drove through tokushima a place called swing that's a kisa and they do a little bit of live stuff um so somehow we missed out on that one so i I think we're gonna have to do a return journey there you know get up to rent a car um you know pop in some tunes and go visit these these remaining places because there's definitely more to see might be one to think about
0: in february you know Mm. couldn't couldn't wouldn't wouldn't be too cold either i'd love to take a copy of the book to mokuba just they're not in the book, but I mean, I just, it's just one of those places. And mm. like you said, you know, they had books, they had magazines. It was just like a real, a real spot. Yeah. I, I do remember a couple of other names of places. And I think <clears throat> because of the time constraints, it wasn't possible to get to them or maybe one of them was closed on that day, or it was like only open the next morning or there was like something like that. So yeah, it, it's definitely unfinished. Um And so maybe we should look at getting back there, you know, sooner rather than later. Mm. But look for now, James, that's, uh, a wrap on 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 my most recent trip to japan i'm happy to say um that it's not gonna be long to the next one um and so we're gonna we're gonna end episode sixty two there and um uh we're going to i think if i'm not mistaken we're going to have uh one more episode for 2023. A Christmas stocking episode, if you like. And if you don't celebrate Christmas, it'll be a holiday stocking episode. And if you don't celebrate the holidays either, it would just be a stocking, which is a bit weird, but it'll be filled with lots of little uh, different tidbits and pieces of information. We'll reflect on the year that it's been, and it's been quite a year for the project with the book and everything else that has happened. I know you've been to a few new places as well, and also we've got big plans for February, so um, oh, yeah, you know bunch, that's going to be a nice things, way to finish bunch, the year. A
1: bunch of things to go over, uh, You know, book news, um, some new places that have opened in town, some old favourites that are Reopening, Um, Yeah, lots of news to get to. So we'll have a a real, uh, what's the phrase that you just used? A real banger of an episode? That sounds very normal. I don't think I I said banger. I don't think I said banger.
0: Banger is a place in Northern Ireland and Wales as well, but you pronounce it banger. Anyway, listen it's been uh, it feels like it's been a couple of weeks Uh, we've both been busy you've been a bit pearly and all the rest of it but it's been nice to reconvene and uh, we'll be doing the exact same thing I think we'll aim to if you're listening to the next episode we're going to aim to get that out to celebrate the anniversary of the Kickstarter either being Mm. released or meeting our target one of those two things Um, and um, yeah
1: I'll have my my little domestic trip uh, uh, to recap as well I'm going away next weekend so definitely going to be some jazz stories to review from that
0: that stocking's going to be bulging James
1: (laughs) right it always is man (laughs) on that note (laughs) we'll talk soon Tokyo jazz joints blue take it easy bud see you later